Hello and welcome to the WTS podcast. We are on a mission to amplify brilliant women's voices. I am Isaline Mühlhauser and I'm your host for today for your WTS podcast. And we discuss a very important topic as usual. We have Shay Langley here. She's talking about how to scale your SEO skills. Welcome. Thank you so much. It's great to be here with you. It is. It's lovely um, to have you here. And so in your applications, you mentioned that you're an SEO strategist and the founder of your agency, RankLift. Yeah. You are passionate about educating and uplifting your clients, and you believe that every business has the potential to succeed online. I really loved your website and You can feel the energy, everything about it. I really oh, liked it, you. by the thank way. Thank you so much. <laughs> and preparing this interview, you mentioned that since 2018, you are the primary caregiver for your mother while raising two children with your husband and, of course, running your agency. Mm-hmm. During this time, being an SEO and an entrepreneur has had its benefits and disadvantages, which taught you a number of lessons, which we can imagine. And this is what we're here to discuss today. Sounds good. First thing you mentioned, like you have learned how to package SEO skills to make them scalable. Yeah. Tell me more about that. Yeah. So what I found, like just what you were mentioning before, like around 2018, and you know, with the pandemic, everything that came along with that, um, it it got to be a point where having packages for the SEO services that I was providing through the agency really helped as far as making sure I could scale up or even sometimes scale down when I needed to, um, you know, maybe have some time to focus on caring for my family or, you know, caring for my mother, but still bringing in some resources, some money (laughs) through the agency to make sure it could survive through that time period. So it was really important making sure that there were packages available that were scalable and available to the different types of clients that I have. So like, how did you scale? Which SEO skills were most scalable, if I can say it like that? Yes. So to me, the most scalable services that really an SEO strategist can provide is, number one, keyword research. So and as far as keyword research, really how the keyword research can be utilized. So you know, whether it's a package of, you know, some people aren't going to have just one blog post that they need (laughs) optimized. It may be a package of services pages or, you know, it may be 10 blog posts a month. So finding a way to take a service that is repeatable. So maybe it's the keyword research, maybe it's, um, you know, analytics reports or audit reports and finding a way that it can be Um, applied to multiple tasks. So like I mentioned, um, you know, if it's a local service provider, maybe they have um, different cities that they're serving, making sure those different service area pages are optimized. So you're offering the client um, a package of the services that you provide. It sounds like the dream because, (laughs) no, I spend hours doing offers and customizing things. And this is, Time consuming. So I need to know which parts did like did you 
template everything or did you touch the same industry each time or no was so it? That's an interesting question you asked because, um, like, I I don't know if you've heard it or even like some of the listeners have heard, but I've I've also always heard recently like the riches are in the niches. So you know, hyper focusing on maybe like an industry or a type of client can sometimes make your services more valuable. Now for me. That hasn't been the case. Like I touch a number of different industries. So it wasn't that I could package, um, you know, a deal that worked for a specific industry. So I really had to focus on the specific services um, and how they can be tailored across multiple industries. So let's take, for example, like I mentioned, keyword research, Maybe local SEO, you know, like optimizing a Google My Business um, page or account, maybe an audit report or a package of um, reporting that you can do month to month. So as you asked, it is helpful to create templates for those that can be repeated over time. I am a lover of Excel. (laughs) So whether it's Excel or Google Sheets, once I do a service or provide a service once, I can then use that same template over and over. So I think that's actually earlier you mentioned, like, how do you scale? I feel like that's an important piece of it, too, is like making different templates that you can use across different clients. And Excel is going to be your friend. (laughs) And sometimes you can find them online. You know, like other um, SEO providers, like I love this community because we love to tell each other how to, you know, do better at the work that we're doing. So often you can find templates online that you can then customize for yourself and use them for the clients. And did the the idea of packages and templates like grow over time or did you came to a point where you sat down and you were like, okay, no, I need to package things to make my time easier. So was it something that grew because you were doing, for instance, the keyword research for local business or was it like a very intentional effort? Like, no, I have to do this now and do create the template. It was an intentional effort because what I was finding is sometimes clients will come to you that don't have don't have really a knowledge of how SEO works and they may come to you wanting one service but you really know all the pieces of the puzzle that have to be there to really make the SEO strategy work. So they actually don't just need one blog post, like they also need to Um, you know, figure out why their pages aren't being indexed or, you know, if there are technical SEO issues with their website um, or maybe, you know, how the website looks is not actually going to keep a user on the site. So it was intentional about making packages that could offer the client more value to what they were requesting and also transfer of knowledge. Like with in my business, it's very important to me to have transfer of knowledge with clients. I find that um, with the packages that I provide, um, if I can also help educate the client on what is actually needed for their SEO strategy, they're more likely to buy into that package deal and then consider more services later, which also helps with scalability. Did your process look like, oh, I'm going to make the templates and think about 
which tasks go well together. Like if I'm selling the keyword research, I'm selling a training to update Google business, for instance, or like that. So how did you go about it? I think that was a that was a um, learning experience over time. That was not intentional. Um, I think just as you have more time working in the industry, you start to pick up on the pieces of, like I mentioned, the pieces of the puzzle, which ones fit together. You know, you could have a virtual client that has no local services. Of course, they're not going to need, you know, service area pages or a Google My Business listing um, or maybe different listings on a directory. So they wouldn't be interested in that package. So over time, I just started learning with the type of client that I have, you know, whether it was um, often I work with service-based businesses um, and then maybe some some local businesses that have actual buildings in the community have a physical presence. But um, it is a learning experience, like over time, working with different people and figuring out what they need and also what, um, you know, when you're tracking the data that a client has, learning what works, then you're able to use that knowledge and decide which services should go into the packages. And how do you communicate this with the clients? You mentioned earlier that maybe one client comes with one request, but of course mm -hmm. you know that they will need more yes. for this to work. How, how do you communicate with the clients? Oh, well, this goes well together. You know, mm -hmm. like <laughs> you shouldn't stop there. Right. I am a big proponent of storytelling or like bringing the client into their own story about their business. What I have found that is so interesting to me is that some of some clients that I work with have never actually considered or put themselves in the shoes of the person they're trying to reach. Like they just know their services, how much money they want to make, <laughs> you know, what they what their goal is. But then you have to ask them, well, you know, let's take Let's take a plumber, for example, just just for our conversation. You know, if someone actually had a problem where they had a leak in their house, how would they search? You know, like what would their search intent be? Who would they be looking for? What would they expect to see if they're trying to choose between you and someone else? So in a discovery call with a client, asking those types of questions about their target audience and asking them to put themselves in that position is, for me, has been an excellent way of communicating how SEO can work for them and what they um, may be missing on their website or just in their digital marketing arsenal um, that could be reaching the audience that they're trying to reach. I see. So in the discovery call, it would sound like Oh, you want this, but let's pause for a minute and think about who your user is. Yes. Mm -hmm. I find myself sounding a little bit, not snob, but like, how do you communicate well for the client to understand that you're going to help, but you're not there to like teach a lesson, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Well, I have to say, I... I do feel like, and this this just may be my position of how I think businesses run anyway, I do feel like I'm there to teach. Like I feel like, well, just to give you some background, my I started my agency because I believe in business as 
in general as a way to affect communities, as a way to affect the um, the owners. You know, a business that does well could do well for generations. Just there's so many positive things about a business being able to grow. And I feel my what I've been gifted to do is help people with SEO and digital marketing to help them grow their business. So I do feel a strong push that I am there to teach, um, to help the client understand what digital marketing, what SEO, what their website could do for their business to get them to the next level, especially businesses that are mission driven, you know, that have maybe they started their businesses because they were trying to answer a greater question or answer a greater call that they had on their lives. Um, If I can teach them how they can get that done, I feel like my job is done. And I feel like that is an understanding that you end up having with your, with your clients. I feel like they, they can catch that vibe from you when they're talking to you about, um, you know, you're not there just for like, yes, as an entrepreneur, Yes, this is a transaction. <laughs> you know, I do expect to get paid, but also I'm here because I am a part of your team in helping your business grow. I can, yes, I can see the difference. Like, you mean you really a support, like the vibe is completely different. You just, you're not just there to deliver the keyword research, right, but yeah. to actually help them achieve a purpose. Mm-hmm. Since we're talking about local business and sometimes smaller companies, they, they can have smaller budget also. Yeah. How mm-hmm. do you go? Is it easier to, to, to talk to the clients when you mention project base or do you have retainers? Because we know sometimes it's good to have some longer relationship. Yeah. How, how do you go? How do you communicate that? Well, for me personally, I have those both options. Like I do have clients where we work on retainer. Um, Often I find those are the clients who are more hands-off, like they want done for you. Um, The other clients who want to be a little bit more involved and maybe they want to learn a little bit more, they're usually the ones that do want those packages um, because they want to be able to get, get a product that is of value and then learn from it, maybe implement it themselves. Um, but then, you know, if they need help, then come back and talk to me. So I've had um, both types of clients. And for me, it hasn't been that one has been, you know, a better relationship over the other. I find that even the clients that are coming just for the packages and not the retainer. If you build that relationship where I mentioned before, where they feel like you're on their team, they will eventually come back around, you know, or those you even have a better chance of, you know, maybe a year from now pinging them and say, hey, you know, have you checked on this service with your website? Or, you know, we haven't spoken in a while. How are things doing? Would you be interested in this other service? So really the foundation is building a relationship with the clients and that helps, you know, build whether it's a retainer or whether it's project or package-based, building the relationship is going to be important. And 
Let's say it's a company whose product you really like and you really would like to help them, Mm -hmm. but they're like, okay, no, we've had this first part. We are done now, but you want more. I'm going to tell you, I know exactly what you're going to (laughs) ask. I have a, I have a trick for that, which I, because that's, it made me laugh because that is a situation I've been in before. And a trick that I found is sometimes, and not in every case, but sometimes these clients also don't have the free tools set up. So let's say Search Console. Important. We all know. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> but they may not, they may have never seen Search Console before. On that call where, you know, we're discussing, mm, maybe we don't, you know, want to move forward or, you know, there's a, there's a person, a guy, gal, whoever on my team, I think they can do it. What I like to say is, okay, well, there's a free tool. Let's get it added to your site just to make sure you have the data that you need to make business decisions. Let me just show you how to use it. Often at that point, their mind is blown at the amount of information that is at their fingertips that they never accessed before. And then you also are at a point where You've built some trust, you know, like I'm willing to help with this, you know, in the future, if you do need some help, I'm the person to reach out to. So I feel like that's important. So if if you're, um, you know, an SEO strategist or someone working in the SEO field, we have so many free tools or just, um, you know, tips and tricks that we have in our brain that really wouldn't cost us anything to mention to that type of client. And if we can mention it, kind of start building that relationship, that will help tremendously. Yes, I see. I understand. Or we've, I've even had, I want to mention too, because I mentioned that showing them search console can be helpful. I've also had clients where we pull up Search Console and find out that your website isn't getting any traffic, <laughs> so you do need help. <laughs> so I just I I just feel like that's a good um, way to open the door with those types of clients. Yeah, to let them see what there is, like what is possible to do, and yeah. what mm-hmm. kind of data decision based they they can do for the future. Yes. But now I wonder if there is anything you would do differently, like when you look back or a situation with the clients where you're like, "Mm -mm -mm." if I had known, I would have done different. (laughs) So, yes, there is actually one situation I'm thinking of, um, like as an entrepreneur, you wear all the hats in your business. So, you know, you're both working in the business and you're working on the business. Um, You know, even when it comes time to maybe start building that team, you're still the one, you know, your manager, your CEO, (laughs) your CFO. Um, So there was a point where I was trying to scale the business overall, just build the business. And, um, you know, not as many leads were coming in. So I I had an idea, you know, maybe I'll start, you know, doing some cold calling or cold emails, you know, see how that works. And I got one of those clients and it was not the best relationship because there was such a high learning curve 
for them to understand um, what they even needed as far as SEO. And that can be very difficult. So that's something I would change in the beginning is um, maybe have a focus more on clients that had some foundation, foundational knowledge on SEO and kind of knew that it should be included in their um, marketing strategy, but may not know how to implement it and needs a strategist to help them through that process instead of clients that are um, don't even know. You know, maybe they've never heard of SEO because you have to get over that hump of just getting them to the point of understanding how important it is. What if those are the clients for whom you can have the most impact? Are you asking for the clients that I, I feel like I've had the most impact with? No, I mean, like, what if those clients who have no idea are actually um, the one for whom you can have the most impact? Yes, that's such a good question. I would say that is an excellent, um, you know, since we've been talking about scaling and packaging your services, I feel like that type of client is an excellent option for maybe a um, self-paced course where, you know, they can kind of do some of that initial learning on their own, but you're also giving some calls to action throughout that course, um, you know, to reach out to you with questions so you can kind of build that relationship um, and also maybe help educate to get them to a certain point where you can offer um, maybe a larger value service or even email, like newsletter, have them sign up for the newsletter where you can sort of nurture that relationship with maybe some tips and tricks um, that they could implement on their own. Because then it that to me helps you focus your time on the clients where you can move the needle faster, but it doesn't leave that other group out completely. Like it just kind of helps them along until you can really, you know, focus some more effort working with them. I see. It's like if they sign sign up for the newsletters, you keep a relationship with yes. them instead of telling them I can't help mm -hmm. because it's going to be too much. Right. And yeah. so have you ever thought about creating those um, courses? You mentioned just now that maybe self-learning with some class. Have mm -hmm. you thought about hosting your own, like recording a couple of class for this type of client? Yes, I have. And it is something that I would love to do um, even hopefully this coming year. It's something that is definitely on my radar. I do right now have a newsletter. So um, that's how I've been um, focused on that type of client so far. But yes, I would love to have that type of course. I feel like they're so helpful. You know, courses for me too, just in this industry have been helpful. You know, being able to have something that is kind of self-paced, you can work when you need to, or you can take a break, but you can always go back and reference it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I would love to have a course. And have you tried doing tasks for like doing a training for multiple clients if you tr like for instance let's say that someone needs um 
to understand about unpaid SEO and, mm-hmm. but they don't have enough of a budget to pay for you to teach them for two hours. So, mm-hmm. you know, this other client who has the same needs yes. and the same issue with budget. So have you tried doing that? Like, I don't know, just asking them, are you agreed to, you split the price between the two mm-hmm. and does that work? So, yes. So how I've approached that, um, and this is also to me related to scaling your business or scaling certain packages is um, speaking more. And I know recently you ha- there was a podcast with someone who talked about, you know, like how to get your first speaking gig or how to pitch to be on a podcast. Those types of services have been very helpful to me over the past um, years, especially with things going virtual with the pandemic. Um, I've had a good amount of um, speaking opportunities, whether from stage or um, sometimes there are small business communities that I've um, been able to present to their group. Or you can even partner sometimes with your local um, if there are business chapters or if there are community locations that want to offer some value to other entrepreneurs in the community, you can always pitch yourself as a expert that can help them grow and build their business. In that sense, if it's a speaking opportunity, in that sense, it's more like voluntary work. No, sometimes speaking opportunities can be paid. It just depends on which audience that you're working with. So I've had some paid, I've had some unpaid, but um, often if you, whether it's a paid or unpaid um, speaking opportunity, you can always offer um, additional services after that the, the audience can reach out to you directly and talk to you about. And you can gather emails from there and have them, you know, in your newsletter list. <laughs> I see that you are always one step ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one of the ways I've learned over the past years. Like we, I just don't have um, a lot of free time to, you know, just caring for. It's so many people that I have to care for <laughs> that. You know, I try to make the processes in the business as streamlined as possible. Um, And yeah, trying to think ahead, like you mentioned. Do you have another advice? Like if I want to, any any other thing I should think about streamlining if I have very little time? Yes. So um, I actually worked with a business coach as well over the past year and What that helped me do is I was so focused on working in the business. It gave me a chance to have somebody that had more of a bird's eye view of what was going on in the business and could help me kind of zoom out to see what could take place or, you know, whether I needed to hire um, someone that could just take care of the tasks that were repeatable for me that I didn't need to have my hands in all the time um, so that I could really focus on growing the business. So I definitely recommend a business coach if that's something that's possible for you. Um, I also recommend putting processes in place. Like we, like I mentioned before, if there are things that can be automated, automate them. Like take your hands out of it so you can focus on really what's bringing value to the clients. Like if it's something that, if you're noticing it's something that you're doing every day, 
that can either be automated or handed to someone that you can hand to someone else, I would say that do do that as quickly as possible and get <laughs> focused on providing value to your clients. Do you have an example of a task you have automated yes. that breeds some time? Yes. So it's it sounds funny when I say it out loud, but even down to um I was in the weeds with so many things in the business that I had to just take my hands off of. But even down to the person that posts the blog post, <laughs> you know, like that is something anyone can do. If that's really what you need to think, how you need to think about it. If it is something that anyone can do, you don't need to be doing it. So, you know, if it was maybe just sending out the newsletter, like, do I need to be the one that, puts the newsletter in whatever my client is and presses send. No, because I could be doing keyword research or I could be um, doing the audit or the things that needs a specialist or strategist to focus on. So those are some of just some of the examples that I've been able to either outsource or, you know, bring in a contractor or um, just automate through different third party tools. And today, how much do you want to grow Ranklift? What do you see for Ranklift? What I see for Ranklift, man, um, I'm I dream big. So I would love to have um, other facets of the agency. I want it to be a full service agency. Um, you know, it's not lost on me how. Paid is a partnership to SEO. Um, I don't have a paid arm right now for paid advertising. So that is a goal. Um, also, I'm very big on entrepreneurship for women of color. So I would love to have a nonprofit section that um, helps just, you know, young girls who are like me, who love business, love marketing, you know, wanted to have something of her own, but also help other businesses just like, um, giving those girls an opportunity to learn what I've learned over time. And then also, um, I would like to take more of a CEO position in the company, like bring in more like-minded people to the team that, you know, where Ranklift can support them as in their careers. So that's that's what I would like to see in the coming years. It's wonderful. I love how you mention one part, okay, this is the service I want to grow, but how it's attached to how much of an impact you want to have with other people and Yes. That's very important to me. Teaching and I really love this about what you said. And it links it links really well to what you said at the beginning of the podcast about that you're here to to have an impact yeah. on the business in the community. Oh, I love mm -hmm. this. I have chicken skin. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, I feel like we're just all connected in that way. Like if I can help, I'm going to, but I'm going to pull some other people up with me. And as a closing question, for someone who who is running her career, their career, an agency, and also 
caring for other people. And I know this is many, many, many people among yeah. us. Like mm-hmm. for someone who is in this situation, what final advice would you give them? Well, something that I've personally been working on very much over the past years is, um, especially as an entrepreneur, you know, your business is your baby. <laughs> like you, you want to take care of it. You want to nurture it. You don't, you don't want anyone to hold the baby. <laughs> um, so, and then also what I find is, um, you know, many professionals in the SEO industry, or even if they're entrepreneurs, it comes with a certain personality type that doesn't like to ask for help. (laughs) So I would say learn how to ask for help and accept that help, you know, let other people along the way help you. You know, you're not in it alone. It can be Entrepreneurship can be a very lonely road, um, especially if you're, you know, some of us are in a position where we've never seen it done before. It was just an idea we had and we're trying to build something. So it's just important when those people or those resources show up along the way that can help you take advantage of them and keep an eye out for them. They will show up. You can't be so focused on the business that, you know, you're not looking around, looking for those chances at help. Thank you. I need to, I know I need to close the podcast, but this was so good. Like, Oh, thank you so much. It's, <laughs> I just, you. I mean, I love, I love being here and talking to you. Like I love this industry and just everyone is just so helpful and I love communicating about it. And this conversation, like other guests on the podcast, it makes me feel joyous and hopeful because yeah. I can see how much love and caring you have. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I can yes. do this. Like, there are lots of good people around. I can do this. It's not as bad as no. it feels on the bad day. It's going to be okay. Thank yes. you so much. We're going to make it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for being here, for taking the time to answer my question. Yes, thank I you. suppose anyone can follow up the conversation with you on social yes, of or something. Yep, I would love to talk. Um, I'm. Ranklift Digital everywhere on most platforms. You can also go to the website and shoot me a message. Um, but yeah, I would love to connect and talk more. Thank you for being here. Thank you for making the time. Also to everyone who listened to this podcast. This was WTS Podcast. We are a community. And of course, you find us on the website, womanintechseo.com. You don't have to be an expert in SEO to join us. If you identify as a woman and you're interested in SEO, do join us. We love helping each other out. And that was Isaline. I was your host for this podcast. Thank you and see you in the next one. Oh, well, hear you in the next one. (laughs) Bye.